Hi, this is Shirley Jones, and you're listening to TV Confidential. The current Broadway success, My Fair Lady, is generally considered to be one of the greatest musical shows of modern times. It has a long list of outstanding hit songs, one of which goes something like this. I've grown accustomed to a face. Ed Robertson lost her guest Nancy Olsen Livingston. Nancy Olsen Livingston, the actress known around the world for Oscar-nominated performance in Sunset Boulevard, as well as her starring roles in Pollyanna, The Absent-Minded Professor, Son of Lover, Big Jim McClain, and many, many other movie stage and TV productions. Nancy's memoir, A Front Row Seat, An Intimate Look at Broadway, Hollywood and the Age of Glamour is a charming chronicle of her life as an actress, wife, and mother that provides readers with an invitation to a world that few of us will ever encounter on our own. A front row seat available in bookstores everywhere from our friends at University Press of Kentucky. You can also find it Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Nancy, I want to circle back to a point we made in our previous segment just before we went to break. I don't know whether this is your intent or not, but as a reader, when you step back and go into the backstories of both your first husband, Alan J. Lerner, and your second husband, Alan Livingston, you become a supporting player in your own story. And in a, in, in a way, that illustrates the, the support you had as a wife and mother in each of your marriages. You were very proud of what your husbands accomplished, and you're being able to bear witness to that at the time they accomplished also to support it Mm -hmm. i think that's important in men who are out there doing big things because there are knives out Mm -hmm. right around them it's so interesting to me that i both of my husbands weren't really aware of that because they were so focused on what they were creating yeah that they they were not aware of the people around them who, were, who resented it so deeply. That still bothers me terribly, by the way. I see that every day. And last part of my life, when I stopped really working, although I never quite stopped working, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would do things when I was asked, and, yeah. you know, if, if it fit in. And But I, I started being a, a volunteer mm-hmm. at the music center, Performing Arts Center in Los Angeles, and I became president of their group that raises most of their money, and uh, that was an experience of be- of leadership. I was not, as a young girl growing up, said someday you're going to be a a one a leader that you will be responsible for a, a tremendous amount of money for a, for an organization that's important in not only the state but the world. That was a growing up that was amazing. And working with other people, especially women, that was amazing. And I learned a lot. And I learned a lot about myself. That actually I could grow and do it. And as long as I was focused on getting the job done and not on what was going to be printed about me in the the, uh, uh In the newspapers or on television. Los Angeles Times, you know, style section the next day. (laughs) You know, that I was the chairman of X, Y, and Z. Um, No, that was not the issue. And that's one of the problems that leaders have. Their 
egos get in the way. It's to act to create something unique and special. I don't want to sound like one of those people, you know, uh, back in the day it was better. But one of the drawbacks of social media is that once upon a time, like in the golden age of Hollywood, when you were, you know, learning your craft and so forth, if people became involved with charities because they wanted to give back because they were grateful for their success, they would do it quietly. They would, you know, they would not blow their own horns. They knew it. They, right. they would devote themselves to the cause, you know. And and this yes. isn't to say that. Young stars today aren't as committed to the cause, but sometimes because because they have their social media teams and so forth, it becomes more about them, if not deliberately, than it should. I mean, that, I'm not being very articulate in, in saying it, but I think you understand what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Um, you know, there's, if you live long enough, and you, as I have, you you're going to have so many experiences. And you're going to learn from so many of them that you are truly, I mean, when I look at myself as a 15 or 16-year-old, and I look at myself today, my knowledge and my sense of things is fantastic compared. Also, if you also live as long as I have, you not only experience great joy, happiness, success, but you also experience great despair Mm -hmm. and unhappiness and sorrow, so that you really, you cannot avoid it all. (laughs) You've got to experience it, everything. Also, I want to say to your listeners that being a theater arts person you know, I, I understood how interested I was when it, in the arts, theater arts, every level of it, in high school, that I also knew that the more education I had, that would help me bring a much more interesting performance. I absolutely encourage young people who are interested in writing in the theater, in acting, in directing, whatever it is, to have the knowledge of the, what's happened before and who the great writers are and how they managed it and how they articulated it is, is invaluable. A front row seat is available in bookstores everywhere from our friends at University Press of Kentucky. You can also find it Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Without realizing it, Nancy, you set up my other two takeaways, one of which is... You talk about how if you're fortunate to live the number of years you are living and if you're fully open to all that life brings you, you will experience a lot of great joy and some moments of sadness and sorrow. One of the things I love about your book is you you talk about the extent to which therapy helped you. Particularly, you, you, you talk about the work you did with the Dr. Frank and with the Dr. Karami. Yes, Kemeny, yes. Kemeny, I'm sorry. There are people that, especially when you're like in, in the motion picture industry, for example, you know, you've got people who surround you. Their, their job is to keep you up, up, up. And it, it can be very easy to discard or not pay attention to 
moments of sadness, but you are not afraid to look at it and challenge yourself and do the work. Well, my experience with Kemeny was, uh, we called her Kemeny. (laughs) (laughs) She she was brilliant, Mm -hmm. and she was amazing, and she worked with dreams. And she asked me to, to every time I, I saw her, twice a week, and at the end of each session, she would say, now go home and dream. <laughs> and I would come back with the dreams that were absolutely amazing to me. And they began to tell a story of what the problem was. I was going up these, these steps, and the steps ended, and then I couldn't go up any further. I was stopped. I couldn't make the rest of the journey. And when, while I was, I, I began to have two dreams every night mm. with her. And one was the dream that would, was explaining what the problems were. And as she was, and she did a lot of talking. And then I understood what she was saying about the dream and what it was exposing. But then I would have a second dream, and I was a little baby, and I couldn't walk, and I put, kept putting myself in a corner so that I couldn't even, you know, stand up. And then suddenly the baby was walking, and then and crawling, and then walking. Then the baby was three years old, and then the baby was walking across the street by itself and going to the playground. And the last dream I had with her, my, that second dream, was I was the lake that we, my family went to every summer, Lake Enterprise in northern Wisconsin. And the, the, the pier and the canoe and the little rowboat and the motorboat, they began, I was standing up on the top of the hill looking down, and all of a sudden they began to change and it became a giant pier. And the lake opened up and became a huge ocean. And ships started coming in and out. And I, in other words, the world mm-hmm. was opened to me now. On the line with us is Nancy Olson, Livingston Star Sunset Boulevard, Pollyanna, many other movies and stage productions. Nancy's memoir, A Front Row Seat, includes recollections, vivid recollections of her memorable encounters with William Holden, Billy Wilder, Bing Crosby, Marilyn Monroe, John Wayne, many other Hollywood celebrities, as well as the backstory behind the garden party she hosted in 1964 that introduced the Beatles and her encounters with such celebrities from the world of politics and literature as John F. Kennedy and William Faulkner. Front row seat available in bookstores everywhere from our friends at University Press of Kentucky. You can also find it at Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This brings me to my fourth takeaway of your book, uh, from reading your book, Nancy. And maybe, maybe this is become uh, because I'm an English major, but this you know, your 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 story with Faulkner particularly resonated with me. In this, in this way, because, as I said, I was an English major in college. We had to take a class in major American writers as part of the major. I forget which Faulkner book we were assigned to read. What I remember is whatever it was, I could not – I had a very difficult time reading Faulkner. I did too. Impossible. 
Okay. Well, I don't feel. I, I don't. I, I got. I went to my library, and there they were, and I. I start. I could not read it. What I did read, which I thought was incredible, was his thank you to the Nobel when he won the Nobel Prize for Literature, mm-hmm. and his, the speech that he made was amazing. That I recommend to you. But to read one of his books is an impossibility for me. So I'm not sure exactly what that is. Well, you, I, I, I thank you for sharing that because I don't feel so bad that I had, I had a similar experience. And, yes. and as a result, I've never, I've never gone back to reading Faulkner, but I feel like I, feel like I want to now because... And yes, I understand. Yeah, because you you bring and I don't want you to get. We're not going to give too much of this away because we want people to pick up a copy of a front row seat. Right. But you share a very. The word surreal kept popping into my head because it was real, but it was surreal at the same time. And there's a side of Faulkner that you bring to life, and not too many people are probably aware of. And he recognized something in you at that moment that changed your life. Right. Absolutely. It was, the most, it was one of the most profound, interesting, revolutionary experiences that I've ever had. And, and to find out about it, to find out what we're talking about, you got to pick up a copy of a front row seat, uh, an intimate look at Broadway Hollywood and the Age of Glamour, the story of Nancy Olson Livingston's life and career, which you can find University Press in Kentucky as well as Amazon.com, where books are sold online. One, one of the fun things, what, one of the characters who, who we meet in the pages of a front row seat is Bennett Surf. Now, I was not around when What's My Line was originally on and Bennett Surf was a panelist, but through the beauty of YouTube, I've discovered a lot of episodes of, of What's My Line from the 50s when Bennett Surf was, was on that show every week. And he comes, I mean, the, the Bennett Surf you knew as a person, it's pretty close to the Bennett Surf we see as television. He, he seemed like a really real character. Yes, he was a very real person. Bennett Surf was one of the most delightful men I have ever known. One of the most interesting, smart, successful, the most articulate, the most kind, the most outgoing, the most sensitive. I mean, I if, if, when I got an invitation to go to the Bennett Surf's house, I canceled everything else to be sure that I went because I never had such a good time. He created an atmosphere that was so interesting. And, of course, he always had the greatest authors that were writing at that time. But what's interesting was his wife. (laughs) Now, I mean, I I could have married Bennett and been, you know, a part of something that, I would have loved, enjoyed, and I think would have been grateful and uh, interesting to people. But Phyllis was something mysterious. She was very calculating, very cool, uh, did not like other women that were perhaps beautiful or interesting or whatever, particularly me. And 
So she was never truly engaging with me or welcoming me, where Bennett would be, you know, so into, Nancy, mm-hmm. how great to see you. Come here, I'm going to give you a hug. I mean, that was Bennett. And without giving too much away, your uh, your, your experience or your impression, uh, you, you are not alone in your impression of... No, of... <laughs> I, I couldn't resist talking to Mr. Faulkner about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, this is the direction my mind pops at at, at the moment. We're we're talking about Bennett Surf and what's my line. Um, I don't remember whether Kitty Carlisle was a panelist of what's my line. Okay, she was. All right, because when I watched To Tell the Truth in the seventies, she was on. Yeah, when so I always think of her To Tell the Truth. That's right. She was on What's My Line, and Kitty Carlisle is also was also a dear friend and an, and an intricate part of your life when you were married to Alan J. Lerner because of, of her connections with Broadway. Yeah, but then I we, I, we kept our friendship at, when I was married to Alan Livingston. Alan Livingston and I, you know, we lived in, he brought me to California because I was living in New York City. Mm-hmm. But then we, about three years after we were married, I wanted to get a little beach, um, a little house on the beach I thought that would be wonderful, but he said, no, we're getting an apartment in New York. He said, I have to go back and forth. He said, it's, it's, it would, just makes much more sense. So I resumed a lot of my friendships, including Kitty Hart, Kitty Carlisle, mm-hmm. and uh, who was married to Moss Hart, mm-hmm. who directed My Fair Lady. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so Kitty and I, she was older than I, and uh, but she and I shared a lot of experiences and people that we know we you know we shared that and I learned from her because she was older and more had experienced other things and she was very welcoming and listening to me and then offering things that would perhaps help me to know and I've written about many of them. Like you, she knew what it was like to be the wife and support beam of a very creative person and all that encounters. Right. And, and uh, as you just said right now, and as you say in the pages of a front row seat, you learned a lot from people like Kitty Carlisle. Yeah. Um, a front row seat, the story of Nancy Olson's life and career available in bookstores everywhere through our friends at University Press of Kentucky. You can also find it at Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. We'll ask Nancy about some of her movie roles, including working with William Holden and Sunset Boulevard. We'll do that and more when we continue our conversation with Nancy Olson Livingston here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button.
This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.